0: What is going on, cats and kittens, dude and dudettes, friends of the program, or just my friends in real life? (laughs) What's going on? It's a Friday evening. We're coming at you live from the little bedroom studio that I got uh, for episode 11. I'm joined by a special guest. Um, She has her own podcast herself. She's a, I would say she's a baseball and Yankees fanatic she just has she's just like really cool this is actually the first time we're meeting so this is very unique also shout out to the homie spencer Stysik for like making this kind of happen so without further ado welcome uh danny from danny's dugout
1: hello hello
0: how are you doing danny how how's your friday going
1: it's going good. Um, I just moved into a new spot, so it's just been a day of unpacking madness, and that's about it.
0: <laughs> oh, moving! Moving is fun. Where uh, are you at? Or, like, where'd you move?
1: Uh, I keep that disclosed oh. for myself due to um, uh, uh, stalkers that are a real and total thing. So, um, but I am in a I'm in a house for the first time in my life. I've never lived in a house, so it's kind of cool. Um, I've always lived in apartments from like, Manha- being a Manhattan girl, like, you know, you live in apartments your entire life, but um, I live in a house now. It's kind of cool. doesn't suck. So that's, that's that. Unpacking is really suckish though, but it's also really kind of cool. Like I've moved 21, 22 times now. So oh, yeah. Manhattan, I've lived literally all over New York state. It's literally, it's probably, you can tell that I am the definition of a New Yorker. I've lived upstate Long Island, Manhattan, and I now live in an undisclosed location. Um, okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but now, like, it's always kind of cool to me because then you get to, like, kind of pick up all your, pack all your shit. I always pack everything. I don't throw anything out until I get to the new place and then I'm like, nah, fuck, get, there, get rid of this, get rid of that. Ooh, can I curse on this? I'm sorry. Oh,
0: absolutely, yeah. This is okay flowing.
1: Okay, good. Because I'm just like fuck this, get rid of that. I don't want this. Why the fuck did I even pack this? And it's like really kind of like a cleansing moment where you're just like, okay, new space, new new situations. What's going to happen here?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, congrats on the move. That's exciting. And it's always kind of like a cool to restart. I mean, growing up, I kind of moved around a lot. I made the jump from San Diego to Buffalo my senior year of high school. So oh
1: I'm wow, also in New
0: York State, but that's a another conversation but also congrats on the two year mark of Danny's dugout I believe you, you called it the birth anniversary if I'm yes. not mistaken yeah yes, that's because not-
1: it was born on that day and then it's the anniversary of it because it's like it's like it's birthday but at the same time like you call things like that the anniversary of whatever so I'm like it's a birth anniversary that's what it is
0: I completely understand I'm- I mean you know the, the, my this podcast and I'm sure you're uh Danny's dugout it's like your baby so it's like yes it was born you know
1: like, this is my child and I'm going to take as much care of it longer than like most people take care of their children with just like 18 years like I'm gonna take care of this baby till I die so this is it's birth anniversary.
0: absolutely and then just building it from the ground up that's what that's what mm-hmm. I love that's what I why I love talking to people such as yourself just to hear deeper into like what you're doing and all that so um I guess let's go into baseball a little bit. I feel like this is going to be a really good conversation because I see, you know, you're a very passionate baseball fan, but I I guess, I mean, is that where like Danny's dugout was inspired by just like because of your love for baseball and the Yankees?
1: Yep. It was literally created out of pure passion for the sport. And it was also created out of a factor of, I won't lie, fear. Um, I, had been a model which i kind of like still am but i'm not like professionally doing it anymore it's just more of like if a friend calls me and they're like yo we need somebody and we know that you're you're good at working i'm like yeah sure whatever i'll do it but like now i don't have to worry about my body being a certain type and a certain fit and whatever i can literally go downstairs and eat a cookie right now and not regret it basically because i don't have a photo shoot at 5 a.m anymore so There was like that whole Me Me Too movement happening. Um, Actually, it was happening within the industry before anybody else really knew it. But um, I saw all of this nasty stuff turning in the industry. And my career was kind of going on the downhill because if you can't tell, I say it how it is. I don't mind speaking up. And in that industry, like you're kind of not allowed to do that as a woman. And I would call people out on their bullshit. I called out um, my agents for stealing money from me. I called out um, a guy who tried to molest me. And I was just like, no, like I, I I got myself out of the situation. So I was fine. But like, I called these people out and they didn't like that there. And this was before, this was literally maybe a year before the Me Too movement happened. So maybe no. Yes, I can't do math that quickly in my head. Anyways, so it was just like, maybe like six months to a year before that happened. And I was like, fuck this shit. Why am I putting myself in this toxic position where I need to be this pristine image of a female and I'm not by any means necessary. I'm the definition of the geek that loves Marvel and wants to go to a baseball game, drink a uh, bottle of tequila and tell my team to go fuck itself like that's who I am (laughs) and I'm also a straight up New Yorker I'm an Italian female who has been who's grown around strong women who my grandmother was a CEO not a CEO she was a vice president of a marble company she built her way up from like a vice president um vice ugh, can't speak today um she built herself up from the vice president's secretary to the vice president of the company so like this is what i grew around and i just I have no filter. So I didn't do well in this niche of an industry. And I was scared. I'm like, I don't want to leave this because this is all I've ever known. Like I dropped out of high school to be this, this is, this is all I've ever wanted because when I was a little kid, like I wanted to be a vet, but I also wanted to be the first female manager of a baseball team. And my family's like, that's not going to happen. And I'm like, Oh, they're probably right. That's that's not going to happen. Like, I'm not supposed to play. I'm not even allowed to play baseball. I have to play douchebag softball. Like, th- you, they're right. So I went down the other path. I was like, okay, I want to be a Victoria's Secret angel. I even got a tattoo on my finger of Victoria's Secret marrying my goals. And I'm rambling here. But either way. So long story short, I went to a Yankee game with my friends. Well, I was super, like, freaked out. And I was upset. And they saw me at the bar the night before. They're like, hey, I can get us passes onto the field tomorrow. Do you want to go? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like all of a sudden my like frown went the other way. And I was like, I could, I could stand on the field during batting practice. What, what did you just say to me? Like I could stand on Yankee stadium field and I'm like freaking out in the, in the bar. And my friend's like, yeah, like, do you want to go? Like you seem kind of upset. And I know this is what perk you up. I'm like, yes. So Mind you, I worked till 5 o'clock in the morning, and the game was at 1 p.m. So that means I had to be at the stadium at 11 a.m. to go to batting practice. So I didn't sleep at all. And I get there, and I'm, like, so excited. I have such a big smile on my face. It's disgusting. And I'm just, like, so happy. There's a picture of me leaning on the dugout and just staring at the stadium. That is that day. And... Long story short, we go upstairs, we're watching the game. I've got, like, the family, because we got tickets from a friend of his on the Blue Jays. The family of a Blue Jays uh, kid is sitting right behind me. He's the starting pitcher of the game, and... McCutcheon hits a home run off of this kid. I stand out. I'm like, "Go, oh, McCutcheon. This is awesome. It's a first like home run first inning. This is great. Wonderful. And then I turned around. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I sat back down. And then the, the father was just like, this girl got her tickets from this fan from this guy on this team. And she's over here rooting for the, the other team. She's in the wrong section. And I kept my composure so well. My friends were scared. They're like, Oh shit, this girl is gonna freak out right now. And I just went under my breath and I was like, I'm in the wrong section. You're in the wrong fucking stadium, douchebag. And my friend's like holding on to my leg, like, she didn't say it out loud. Thank God she didn't say it out loud. She didn't say it out loud. And then I waited till the ending was over and I looked at my friend and I was like, we should probably go downstairs. And he's like, well, the guy left. Let, let, let's just stay for another half an inning and then we'll go downstairs and we'll stand by uh, my friend who's a bartender. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Because, yes, I have a bartender at Yankee Stadium. If you would think that I didn't, you're crazy. All right? He's my boy. I love him more than life itself. Um, So while we're sitting in that inning and I'm just yelling at the game and freaking out, he's just like, I figured it out. And I'm staring at the game going, what did you figure out? He's like, I know what you want to do. Like, you should do. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like staring at the stadium, not staring at him. I'm staring at the stadium. And I'm like, what did you figure out? He's just like, what well, you should do? What should I do? You should do this. What is this? <laughs> I'm like, not answering it. He's like, you should make a podcast and talk about baseball. And jokingly, I'm like, yeah, because that's going to work. What am I going to do? Call it Danny's Dugout. He goes, that's exactly what you call it. And I'm like, I was just making a sexual reference. Not, not like interacting with this. And then finally, I go downstairs, take like three or four shots of tequila. And I'm like you know what? That's a great idea. I should do this. <laughs> and that was the birth of Danny stuck out. I'm not even kidding.
0: I, I love that. that. That's a great story. Um,
1: it's a really I, long I think, ramble. I'm terribly oh, sorry.
0: No, this is a podcast. You're allowed to talk. So no need to rant. Like I'm, I'm curious myself. So I think that's, I'm fascinated by that story. I mean, well, going back to uh, the modeling, I think I don't know about that world at all, but I'm, I'm, assuming from what you described, they kind of just want someone that will shut up and take pictures and not cause trouble. So the fact that you spoke up, they were like, Oh, whoa. And then, it, you know, it led to another thing. But I think, I think it's really cool that you, um, just how that, cause I mean, like the name of this podcast, RPD, like my friend calls me that as a joke, like as like Ryan pod daddy, like every time he sees me. And then I was like, I wanted to do this too. So like he, I was like, I was stressing over a name. I'm like, fuck, I want like a good name that and he was like, yo, RPD. I'm like, oh my God, you're right. So like I, I kind of relate to what you're saying about how it's just like, yeah, sometimes when you're trying to figure out something, just like naming it, just flying it off and it's like, oh my God, what it
1: like, just finally comes to you. Yeah. That's what happened when um so Danny's dugout is growing into its new a whole new beast right now. And um I created a media company at this point, and we're adding a football podcast, but we're testing it out on my my um, baseball podcast because oh, no, I'm what? like, do they want to hear football? So because uh, I have I have a lot of baseball fans, but if, baseball fans are also football fans. So right. like, do they want to hear football? And it's not going to come from me. It's coming from a friend of mine whose name is ironically Danny, and I named it Danny's Game of Inches because. I'm keeping up with the sexual innuendos. It's just happening. It's how this works. That's okay. If great. you can't, if you can't figure out these two are sexual innuendos in and of themselves, you don't know be well. <laughs> so I was literally I was talking to my sister and I was like, yo, what do what do we call this? Like, because I didn't even ask my friend Danny if she would do it. I was like, I'll just, I'll just learn football. I like it's not that I don't know it. I just don't care. There's a difference. There's no passion there. So it's not like I can really Give it everything that I can give on Danny's Dugout. And um, I was like, it's got to say sexual. It's got to say this. It's got to say that. And I'm like, what's sexual about football? I'm like, I don't know anything. And she's like, well, it is a game of inches. And I just burst out laughing. I'm like, oh my God, it is. And I was like, so... I've got a videographer, videographer. I've got a video guy right now making my intro and it's going to be the measuring tape pulling out to measure it up and then it's going to say Danny's Game of Inches. And I'm like, if nobody understands this, I'm going to be so upset. And I got the girl to be okay with all of this just because she was just like, all right, look, if I'm going to sign up for this, you got to put some pink in it. I'm like, I got to sell this off to men and you want me to put pink in the name? I have to put pink. I'm like having a mental breakdown. Cause I'm like, no purple. <laughs> I, I I go purple. And she's like, Danny pink. And I'm like, okay. All right. I can, I can put pink trimming on this. And like, that's it. That's it. That's all that's happening. You can't, you can't go girly. Like we're not, we're not selling this product to women. We're selling it to men. Men watch football. Yes. Women watch football, but like women will listen to us because it'll be like, Oh yeah. another females talking about football. So I'm like, stop with the pink. <laughs> And yeah, so Danny's got turning into its own new beast. And I totally forgot where I was going with this. And, um, oh, I remember now. And me and my best friend are making a podcast that has nothing to do with sports. And, uh, it's going to be about everything. Like pick a thing other than politics, because it's one thing that one, the two of us don't necessarily agree upon, like we respect each other, but it's like that, uh, it's that one boundary where it's just like, we don't talk about this because people have the right to their own opinion. So we, we pretty much were like, all right, we're going to talk about health. We're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about um, space, science, this, everything, pick a topic. We are going to hit it. We're going to do interviews on it. And we're still sitting here like, what the fuck is the name of this podcast? Figuring out a name of a podcast is probably the most difficult, but crucial factor in building a podcast and a business around it.
0: Absolutely. And that was
1: my point. And I took a really long time to get there and I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. That I, I, I,
1: I'm drinking tequila. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, me too. So cheers. Happy Friday.
1: Yay. Yeah. My stepmom comes up to me. Cause I'm like, we're unpacking it. She's just like, do you want apple cider? And I'm like, can I put tequila in it? She's like, "Yeah, I'm like, all right." Side of <laughs> tequila. Cheers.
0: That's amazing. What What's your like? Do you have like a favorite brand or?
1: Um. Or? So, because I'm very authentic and truthful with my fans, and I'm actually not allowed to say um, because I signed an exclusivity um, contract with the hiatus brand.
0: Oh, okay. So. Cool.
1: Right now, I I even tell. Them, here's the thing, though. I tell them all the time. I'm like that exclusivity. I'm like, it's it's there in a sense of I won't post anything about any other alcohol. But if I'm on somebody else's podcast, so I like Clase Azul, I like Don Julio Real, I like Don Julio um, 1942 Reposado, all of those. But what I've learned while starting to work with this company is how much additives are added into these tequilas and the caramels and like things like that to make them taste a little bit better and taste a little bit sweeter. And it makes them do the aging process a little bit less, cost them less money. And that's how you end up with a hangover. Uh Uh-huh. This company literally adds no additives into their alcohol. And um and you can take you can literally taste it. If you put the two next to something else, you're like, oh, this tastes like caramel. This tastes like vanilla. There's a clear difference in it. And that's because it's aged in like oak barrels or whiskey barrels that had vanilla in them already. So that's what gives it that flavor and stuff like that. And it's really interesting. So hiatus is actually the tequila that I am currently drinking and is in this glass right now so i'm not going off brand okay. but uh i do love Cloth as and i do love 1942 like those are my babies those are those are my i'm gonna spend 160 on this bottle and i don't care
0: <laughs> those are great choices but I, i'm definitely gonna check out hiatus just because i always love you know when someone plugs me with something or just tells me about it I, i'm i'm gonna try it like i'm a big plug.
1: Did you know that Tesla just came out with a tequila?
0: No. This, this is Tesla,
1: like- this is a real thing. It's called Tesla Tequila. Tesla just came out with a tequila. Elon Musk just released a tequila and he just sold out every bottle that he made. Oh, believe- and I'm like, what the hell? So I made a joking post on, on Twitter because everybody's freaking out what's going on in the world right now. And I'm like, uh, guys, fuck what's going on right now. Uh, did you not notice that Tesla came out with a tequila? Can we all talk about this? Like this guy makes cars and now he's coming out with tequila. Mm-hmm. I need to know. I have that, to know. They're,
0: that flew right under the radar. I mean, the alcohol business did. is uh, pretty nuts. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but Ryan Reynolds in his aviation gin line, he uh, I Make think, think he's like it. a $500 million deal or something like that, you know, with... I mean,
1: George Clooney sold his Casamigos for a billion dollars. Yeah, like
0: what? And I mean, and you know, here I'm, right now I'm drinking The Rock's, uh, what's it called? Termana. Like, I I like that Mm -hmm. one.
1: I haven't tried it yet because I've been so, I've been working with Hiatus that I haven't even had a chance to. I
0: understand. Everywhere
1: I go, I'm like, oh, give me, I'm like, Hiatus is here. I want it. And I take a picture and I send it to him because I'm like, look, I'm excited.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm definitely going to check out Hiatus and when I get a bottle, I'm going to be like, Danny sent me. And they were like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, Perfect.
1: That's, Sounds yeah, good.
0: Yeah, of course. Always trying to help out people. Um, but go, going back to baseball a little bit, I mean, this may be kind of a dumb question, but
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so like why, I mean, obviously you, you're, you know, you, you said you're like the New Yorker, like you are a New Yorker, like the definition of it. So I'm, I'm just curious to like why the Yankees, like what made, I mean, you kind of alluded to what kind of made i mean i don't know if you said what made you fall in love with them but you've alluded to your time at the game that you had but is it because of your roots in new york or is it just like that's what you grew up watching or
1: it's it's both of those but it's my grandpa and my dad so i grew up like you in my family you could be any basketball fan you could be any football fan but if you're not a yankee fan you're disowned (laughs) you're just oh. so great that's great and um and I was the first fi- uh female in my family after 40 years it's always just been men so when I was born like I had my older brother and he would get like and my grandma would be like oh let's do this and let's do this and I'm like can I go play football with them <laughs> can I go play catch with them okay we have to watch Shirley Temple okay like I like Shirley Temple but can I go play baseball with grandpa and Victor can I go play football? Like I would always ask to go do these things with the boys, but I would always be stuck like hanging out with the girls. And it's not to say that my grandmother is girly because she really isn't like, she's, she's the head honcho in the household. Like her and great grandma are like, no, we don't put up with any bullshit. Like, yeah, we cook, we clean, we take care of our, our men. But at the end of the day, we might do all the work but they do all the work like when we tell them to do something they get up and they go do it and i'm like okay <laughs> so like but i was always like i want i want to hang out with grandpa so what i did <laughs> five or six year old little me who's dyslexic by the way couldn't read for shit and had to go to all these reading classes cuz i was i'm so dyslexic it is disgusting like i have to put this yellow sheet over Paper or like my screen like I have to make it yellow for like it tricks It's something that tricks your your brain and then it can help you see Correctly and see the words correctly really weird been doing it my entire life. It helps Dyslexia, it's fun. Um, but Literally I go into my grandfather's office and I'm like, okay, what do I do? (laughs) What do I do to hang out with grandpa? and I'm looking and all I see is a Mickey Mantle everywhere, just Yankee stuff and stuff about Rome and like uh, history because my grandfather was a history teacher. So all I see is Rome, like economic stuff because my grandfather also taught an economics class. And then literally half of the room was just Yankee shit. And I'm like, I think I should go over here. So I grabbed a couple of books and what I thought was reading is what I did. I just, I read book I read books and I just kind of flipped and I saw pictures of Mickey Mantle and like Babe Ruth and I'm like, okay, baseball. This guy throws the ball, this guy, this. I'm like, just picturing things. And then I go downstairs and it's baseball season. The game is on and grandpa is yelling at the TV. Like, what are you doing? That's not this, that's not that. And I'm looking at grandpa, I'm like, Grandpa why are you yelling at the TV? And he's just like listen. You need to learn this right now. Whatever you yell at the TV while these guys are playing, they hear you. They know what you're saying. And I'm like, but they're but they're in the TV, Grandpa. And like at that age you're like, no, but they're in the TV. They can't hear you. There's there's a TV in the way. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. They hear you. And by the way, they're in a different area. They're not in the TV. That's just projecting it. And I'm, I still whatever. But I'm like, so they can hear me. Okay, cool. I could do, I could do that. And I would, grandpa would yell and I'd be like, yeah, what grandpa said. And like, that's how like my love and passion started building. I started focusing and watching games and my grandpa would notice this and he'd be like, okay, so what just happened there? And he's a teacher. So he loved to teach. And that's how I learned the game. And then he would give me history about the game and what what record had just been broken or what record it is that it needs to be beat and this is who set this record and then this was the average back then and this is how the games changed and I would just sit there like a sponge soaking in everything which is why and all of my crazy baseball facts which is why I talk about old school baseball because I was literally raised on old school baseball and I hate analytics so yeah my grandpa ruined me. And then I ended up being more of a psychopath than he is, which is funny. Like I'll, you think he yells it? Like I, I joke around. I'm like, people are always like, well, your grandpa's hysterical when he watches a game. I'm like, you think he yells at a TV? You should watch me watch a game. I'm like, I'm the same person. My grandmother during quarantine. So I left my apartment because of all the stuff that was happening in New York city. And it wasn't safe. I left my apartment. I went to my grandparents' house and I'm there. And the games, we finally got the games back and I'm yelling at the TV and my grandma literally comes into my room and she's just like, you're worse than your grandfather and shuts his door.
0: <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm just, okay. I mean, I'm just picturing, you know, cause I mean, you're just very passionate about it. And I can just see just the energy that you have talking about it. And just, I can just uh, ramping that up. Like, 20 times more. I could just see it. That's, that's great. That, I think that's it's amazing. I love. Hey, that's, that's great. I mean, I'm, I, I'm a big sports fan myself. I, uh, my Dodgers won the world series. I went, well, I actually,
1: congratulations. Went, I'm not going to hate on, I don't hate on anybody unless you're a Red Sox fan. Yeah. And then I pick on you. I,
0: I understand. <laughs> No, I, I actually went to game four and it was incredible. You know, like the, the crazy. That's
1: awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I, it wasn't full capacity, obviously, but it still was like such an experience. So, I'm so
1: jealous. I only said I would go if the Yankees made it. I don't. I was not going. I'm.
0: I'm I was waiting. not wasting my money. <laughs> I understand. I'm. I'm waiting though. I really want that Yankees Dodgers series. Like that. That's. I, I hope <laughs> Me though. Me too. It, yeah, it's gonna be incredible. I, I. I hope it happens though when like you know fan like a full stadium because like yes. those are two of like the best stadiums like ever so.
1: They really like. I wouldn't say L.A. stadium is yeah. really all that nice, to be quite honest, because no. the traffic and well, you're right,
0: you're right, you're
1: this, right the, in and of itself. L.A. just fucking sucks. I'm a New Yorker. OK, I don't like L.A. It's just how this works. The only thing that they have going for them is in and out. OK, that is it. That is all they have.
0: I understand. Now, I'm so, I, I was born in L.A., but I've I lived in San Diego most of my life. So like I, I, I kinda San
1: Diego is dope.
0: San Diego's so San Diego so slept on. It's just so chill. The beach. The,
1: yeah, yeah, it's a military town, and they're like, "Yeah, we're getting day drunk over here. Fuck all.
0: Yeah, it's but awesome. um, so what what are your thoughts on the the Yankees' current squad? Like, do you have any favorite players? Do you want anyone out of there, or would you rather not say? I don't know. I'm just asking, but like,
1: Oh, I, I have no problem yeah. telling Gary Sanchez to pack up his bags and get the <laughs> fuck off my team any day of the week. Fuck you. Get away from me. I'm done with your bullshit. jay half by so excited that you're gone. Finally. Um, Giorgela, if you, le- if you do not fucking give that man more money and if you do not give DJ Lemayhew a fucking four year, about, uh, maybe $80 million contract, I will come to Yankee Stadium and rip Hal Steinbrenner a new asshole, okay? Um, bring back Gardner for a day just so we can all say goodbye to him. I hate Stanton, but he was actually doing a good job. But the thing is, he gets so fucking injured. He's so injury prone. So is Judge. I'm done with it. I'm done with both of them. Everybody's just like, my judge is like, that's great. He's great with the press. Congratulations. You did a good job impressing people through a camera. Guess what? A lot of people do that on a regular basis. That doesn't mean they're really good at what they do.
0: Your job there is to win games. Not, you know, not get
1: injured 24-7 and talk to the press correctly. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. I don't care. Hey, don't. I don't care if you're Derek Jeter-esque because guess what? Derek Jeter-esque is also producing and not getting injured 24-7. So, if you can hit that spot, then we can we can have a conversation. But if you're not going to, my... If I was going to have a team captain, it's Garrett Cole. That guy's a captain. That guy literally knows what's up, and I love it.
0: He's, he's, out. he's amazing. Nice. He's, he's worth the money. He's like one of the few... Like, all these contracts that people give out, like like for instance, the Dodgers giving Mookie Betts all that money, right? Like, yeah, they won, but like in about three, four years, it's gonna they're gonna regret it. You know? Like that's
1: it's crazy. 80s. Don't yeah. like I understand Garrett Cole's contract is still like his contract is fucking stupid. It's like he's too so long. young still. Yeah, but it's still too long. Those last few years are gonna be terrible for yeah. us to keep it with. But at the end of the day, if he can if he figures out a way to bang out those years, cool. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. It doesn't make any logical sense. Like no, no picture does that. So like, look, give rid to Gary Sanchez. I'm done seeing his face. I'm tired of it. Bye. Figure out what you're doing with Glaber Torres because Glaber Torres is not that great of a shortstop or a second baseman. He's, he's got, he's not, it's not that he's not great. He's just a 23 year old who still has a lot of fucking growing up to do. So there's that. Um, Give DJ all the, give the fucking man a blank check. Give him a blank check. If you don't, you are fucking this team over so badly. And you're just, you're just signing our death wish. Your father, and by your father, I mean Hal. His, George is turning in his grave over and over again. Like, I gave you the golden ticket. You're a trust fund baby all your life. And I gave you my prized possession and you're turning it into shit. I could just feel it. You just feel that he's like yelling at his son in his sleep. What are you doing?
0: I believe it. I mean, he uh, George was just such a winner, you know. He,
1: yes, he's like, if we don't win, no, yeah. we didn't. We didn't do what we accomplished. We had a shitty season then. Do we win the championship? No. All right, then we we fucked up. This entire season is a wash. We fucked it all up. And how's it over here? Like, I wouldn't call it unsuccessful. It's unsuccessful. Stop reading to the freaking like. Nope, Danny, shut up.
0: <laughs> it's world series or bust. I mean that's what makes the Yankees so great. Teams like the Steelers, the the Patriots, the Lakers, the Celtics. Uh well,
1: What's your football team?
0: What, what's that?
1: What's your football team?
0: The Buffalo Bills. Cuz I'm
1: Interesting. Was not seeing that coming. Anyways. Oh.
0: Well, I, I live in Buffalo now, so like I'm. Um, I, I that doesn't
1: mean that you're still. Yeah. That doesn't mean your your favorite team is the Buffalo Bills. It just I know. I, I, I grew Buffalo. I
0: grew into it. The the fans here are awesome, but I I mean I used to love the Chargers. I I, I have, yeah I just have a hat sitting so I can plug them. No, it actually he was on the chair here, but okay. Uh, I have I, hats
1: I, all I grew up over watching.
0: <laughs> I grew up watching the Chargers, um, in San Diego. You know all those great teams with Ladany and Tomlinson, and just they got That's so close, awesome. but. I I didn't like the move to LA. I thought it was whack because I mean San I mean San Diego awesome, but they don't have a lot of sports going for them. You know, I mean I think yeah. they're doing a good job. They with got
1: the a dope guy in the Padres. Oh, though. I, I love Fernando. Like,
0: he's amazing. He's great. He's
1: great. I love it. He's definitely going to bring the sport back to life a little bit.
0: I think so. He's like going to be the he's phenomenal. I'm really
1: pissed he apologized though. I'm still mad at him oh, for that.
0: I know. What the hell? Like just be you. Like that's
1: yeah. Like. Huh. Fuck the BBWAA and their stupid unwritten rules. Fuck them. Goodbye. I blame them for everything, by the way. Just, they're like a mob. I hate them. i like, no. I shouldn't say I hate them because, like, they'll keep me out of, like, becoming a journalist in the right. baseball association. But I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> a typical New Yorker. Fuck you. I'm not dealing with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. D- did you see uh, the news today about Alex Cora? back with Rez. I, I think that's such bullshit like are you kidding like what yeah he just
1: what uh, oh, we're gonna yeah. just fire you for a year because you're gonna end up not being able to do anything for a year and then we're just gonna hire you back and then you could cheat again it's fine,
0: fine. right Like, like what, apparently
1: what, what, what? cheating is just accepted now in anything just you right. could just completely cheat and it's okay and you just get away with it it's fine we're right. not gonna do anything you don't get punished for cheating anymore no what
0: I know I, I saw that uh, a couple hours ago And I was like I had to bring it up On the pod And the, I, I'm mind blown by it Just because They fired him ah. Yeah I don't know Fuck the Red Sox I'm, I'm with you on that So <laughs> yeah,
1: Fuck Fuck those guys And they're the ones Who are like Well fuck you Like So a good friend Of uh, A good family friend Who I I personally Just <clears throat> Huge Red Sox fan Huge Red Sox fan And we had this whole idea when we went to London together, and that I would we would make these videos, and whoever's team was winning or losing, we would just go back and forth at each other, and then I could make a whole YouTube video out of it. As soon as the Red Sox started losing, I hope you're not posting any of this. Excuse me. We had a deal. (laughs) Like we had a deal, bro. Like, but that's the definition of a Red Sox fan. Like. We're gonna be all like shove it down your throat, and then when we lose, we're gonna go cry about it and tell you not know to do things after we made a promise about it. Fuck you! I hate,
0: I. That's lame. That's <laughs> the
1: only thing that I like about Massachusetts is Salem. Otherwise, the rest of it can go away. <laughs> Dunk.
0: Du- I, I like Dunkin' Donuts. That's about it. And I mean, I've got friends from Mass, so like, I'm not gonna.
1: Yeah. Oh, I have friends in Massachusetts as well. My best friend lives in Massachusetts with her boyfriend. But at the end of the day. <laughs> Bye. I mean, they do also print money there. So that's definitely something that I do like. Yeah. It is something that they do do. So maybe, may uh... okay, you got two things going for you. You got Salem and you print some money. That's
0: it. Other Bye. than that, see ya. <laughs>
1: Bye.
0: Um, one, one thing that I always bring up though on the show is like mental health. Just like whether it's like, because I interview artists or like people in entertainment or whatever. But obviously I... I think it's another topic that's not talked about about enough too, but also within sports. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to just touch on like mental health and sports. I don't have any specific questions jotted down or like any, but I kind of want to hear your thoughts. Do you think that like, it's a big thing with sports? Cause I know like there's NBA players that have opened up and like, I'm not trying to make it seem like it's a sorry excuse for like losing and stuff. Like, Oh yeah. Like I was, but like at the end of the day they are human no
1: it's a huge thing yeah but that's why see this is why i hate analytics is because most of the game of baseball is mental like yogi yogiisms are are hysterical and but most of these games are mental like yogi did have a point that game's 90 percent mental like that is. is so true because if you're not in the right mental state how like all games are about mind fucking somebody else How, if you're not in the right mental state, how are you supposed to go fuck with somebody else? Like you're here, you're a pitcher and you're a catcher. The two of you are working together to mess with the batter, to think that a fastball is coming, but really a curveball is coming or a sinker is coming, but really something like you're sitting there trying to figure that out to, f- to fuck with the batter mentally. If you're not mentally there, you're not going to mentally throw that ball the way that you're supposed to. You're not going to mentally hit that ball the way that you need to. You're not going to swing fast enough. Cause all of a sudden, boom, an image of like whatever's bothering you comes up when you're supposed to swing the ball. So now you're struck out. These are real factors. If you go into that game messed up, that game is gonna You're tanking that game. If you get shook up during a game, you're tanking that game. You can end up like rallying yourself back up and be like, like, we got this, we got this. Like you can do that. But it's so hard. And I mean, Yankee, like that's why they always say the Yankee mound is the hardest mound because the fans are assholes. Like we are we, if you fuck up, we're gonna let you know <laughs> for about three innings until you make it up to us. So you gotta be okay with fucking up if you're a Yankee fan, like if you're a Yankee. Because you have to be okay with everybody being like, you fucked up. Like that it's a very big mental challenge for these guys. And and it's not just like you, you could say you could add literal like mental disorders into this too. Like some guys have them, but there's also just depression and sadness and worry and fear. And those things all together can create a fucked up game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, because it's like at the end of the day, these players are human and they have families and wives and kids and, you know, and you, like get, just-
1: you get into a fight with your wife right before the game. Now that's all you're thinking about. Right. I mean, some some guys aren't. They don't give a shit. But some guys are. And some people are like, "Fuck, my wife is upset, and I can't go call her until I'm done with this game. Like, I gotta finish my work, but I gotta. I want to make sure that my girl's okay. Like, that's a thing. Or like, your kid is sick at home, but you have to go out there and pitch this game. Like, these are little. They're they sound like minuscule things. But they're big things for a human being. You got to stop thinking of, sometimes you got to stop thinking of these guys as just like a paycheck and a player. And remember that these guys are humans. So they're bound to mess up. And that's definitely something that I've learned while doing the podcast and befriending some of the players and being like, okay, you're human. Like, I can't just, so like if I see one of the, the guys that I've met like mess up, I'm like, it's okay. You just played like three weeks, your greatest games that you've ever played. And then you messed up one day. Like maybe you just had a bad day. Maybe you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe you didn't get any sleep last night because you suffer from insomnia. Like I have one of the pitch, one of the pitchers on the Yankees is a good friend of mine and he suffers from insomnia. I'll get messages from him at five o'clock in the morning. Like, Hey, I'm bored. And I'm like, dude, you got a game in like a few, what are you doing? Go to bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guarantee you you're gonna end up pitching tomorrow and we're fucked. Go to bed. <laughs> exactly.
0: So like, that's a great point. These are
1: they're they're huge factors. Like mental illness and mental um just mental shit going on really does affect games and what how a player plays. And yeah. that's why I hate analytics. Because it's just like, well, he should do really good against this player. Well, what if he woke up on the wrong side of the bed today? He's not gonna hit. he's not gonna do shit.
0: Yeah, and I mean
1: a computer to- doesn't have those things in.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, going a little, and we can talk about how analytics mess up the flow. I mean, I think Kevin Cash blew that, World series game. And cash
1: is trash. Yes. Kevin, cash is trash. Why the fuck would you take out Snow when he was pitching a great fucking game Absolutely. and he was in it? He was in it to win it. He was just like, What the fuck are you doing? Like, that's the difference between a good manager and a bad manager. Bad manager takes him out. A good manager, the guy walks up there and he's just like, No, when he says no, man, I am here and I'm gonna win it, just like um Paxton did he's like, Let's fucking go, let's go. And Boone was like, All right, let's go, and just let him keep going. That's, that's the difference. That's the major difference. I mean, Bud is trash as well. Don't get me wrong. But like <laughs> you, you need to trust your players. Exactly. If you don't trust them, then your game's screwed.
0: Like, so what? He hasn't gone past six innings and like his numbers are, but like you're in the world series. If he's dealing, you keep, him in, you, you know, you, you trust. And if he messes up, then, then you take the blame. But to, yeah, you know, he, he probably, I mean. I, I think the Rays probably would have won that game if he would have stayed in. I, I think. But Agreed. I mean, I, you never know. Be, what if, what if, you know, you don't know. But it, it's wild. And, uh, you know, seeing Snell, he was pissed. He like, was like,
1: what? he was pissed. He was I'm in sure. that. He was like, I will get this game. I'll fix whatever mess ups I make. I will, I got this. He was in that game to win that game. You leave those kind of, ty- you leave those types in.
0: Yeah. And you can just tell if he was you, dialed you in. But, yep. but, uh, that was a sidebar, but the me- the whole mental health thing with player. Also, people I don't think taking because like these players are getting paid a lot. It's like more money, more problems. You know, it's like you- I mean, you don't yeah. know they they could be they could be just you know. Yeah. their money and they they go broke and it's just like it affects their performance or that it,
1: tends it's, to happen more with like football players and stuff like that because they have no, shorter contracts and big like big money but shorter contracts and then they get hurt and then that shit's gone it oh, yeah. actually happens a lot more with football players than it does with baseball players
0: i completely agree yeah but. it's
1: it's really sad no it truly is but that's why you get an accountant and you're fucking intel that's that's not mental health that's intelligence that's true. That's purely intelligence. That's like you, you signed up for this life. So you now are like, okay, I'm getting paid a shit ton of money and I'm gonna do I'm probably gonna be like, I took too many fucking eight balls in the bathroom with this 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 stripper the other night because don't tell me that they don't do that. I know they do. Oh, so they, like yeah. they they're over there be like, Okay, maybe wait maybe I should get an account and make sure I don't do anything wrong. And maybe I should surround myself with the right people that aren't just taking from me that I'm just paying off. Like, that's another thing. You can't surround yourself with toxic people because toxic people are just going to pull that money right out of your pocket and then you'd be left with nothing.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I mean, Oh, what was that movie? Southpaw. Yeah. And he won, he won, he got the winning and then his wife died. And then everything just went down and he only had one friend left. That, that just goes to show you.
0: Yeah. It's, I, sports world
1: is a scary world
0: it is because i mean you get drafted you get signed you you're doing well and everyone's gonna be trying to get you to do stuff or whatever and it's like mm-hmm. you gotta have a core group of people around you i mean one of the most fascinating athletes is you know lebron james the dude does has never there's never been really a like a mess up with him like in the media or just like that has come out just because he has and
1: he like, says some really stupid shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he does
1: say stupid shit
0: yeah but he but he's human but like
1: he, everybody my, no 100 point, point is
0: though he he like he has like a very core group of people that i've been with him since like high school so like the, he's like doing all this stuff and like it seems like his what's the word for it his
1: like uh, the movie entourage
0: yeah exactly but his um like his brand is just squeaky clean like it's like almost hard to find like It doesn't, Mm -hmm. I mean, his son son slipped up like smoking weed on Instagram on accident. That's
1: not slipping up. They live in Los Angeles. I
0: know, I know. But like, that's everyone painted that as like, what the heck? But yeah, whatever. Who wasn't um,
1: smoking weed in their father's basement or some shit like that when they were a teenager? Not saying that I did, but I just know a (laughs) shit ton of people who did.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Not
1: to just go throw myself out there, but I'm literally saying, like, come on. Everybody's been a kid once and experimented with something. I can I, definitely I, tell you, all of them were drinking alcohol.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, switch switching gears a little bit. I, I kind of want to. I'm a big like movie guy, film guy. I kind of want to talk about movies. I see you've got a little Iron Man figure behind you, so it's I kind of want to. He makes sounds. Thor, bring down the lightning. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm,
1: I think I'm does, like... Me. I'm a child. No, I can only get this guy to stand back up correctly. Stay. Please don't fall. Thank you. But, yeah, no, I'm a massive geek. Um, I have a baby's backpack with all of the old uh, characters on it, like the original drawings of the characters. And I've had this for four years. It is broken. Okay, when I say broken, I mean like this zipper doesn't work. (laughs) It's broken, but I refuse to use any other backpack because it's you can't find it anywhere. Nowhere. Can't find that backpack anywhere.
0: I haven't seen it, so that's it's special. I'm
1: like that's my that's my baby.
0: So you're you're bigger. I'm taking you're a bigger Marvel fan than DC, or like what's
1: Marvel all day, any day? Iron Man is the love of my life. Tony Stark is the love of my life, and has been since I was about eight years old.
0: Wow, was that around when the first movie came out, or is that just like from?
1: No, the first. So the first, the first of like this, these past ten years came out in 2008 um so that that okay you can ask my family because nobody else believes me except for my family because they're like yes we know danny so there's two things that i've always wanted in this world i've always loved angelina jolie in tomb raider and i have been in love with robert downey jr since i saw him in weird science my fa- my, I grew up with the greatest family in the world, who gave me culture and John Hughes. <laughs> I literally have. I can. I think I can take this off the wall. Nope, I can't. Um, I have to the right of me the Breakfast Club, which is my favorite freaking movie, and a picture of Brian smoking a joint because it's just hysterical. And um, like John Hughes has always been my favorite, favorite, favorite director and writer. He he wrote Home Alone, which most people don't know.
0: I didn't know and
1: that. <laughs> yeah, so he wrote home alone. That that was him, and I'm like, no wonder why I love this movie so much. But so my dad first showed me this, and he's like, Do you want to watch another one of these movies? I'm like, Yeah. And then he showed me Word Science. And I'm like, Dad, who's that? <laughs> and it was Robert Downey Jr. with his little gap tooth at the time and whatever. And I was just like, I like him, Dad. And my dad's like, so bitch he's like can we not like the drug addict he's a drug addict now Danny He sh- he shoots up heroin like this was like the time of Robert Doug Jr. Yeah. shooting up heroin being like super going to jail all the time saying one of my favorite quotes in the world which is really dark but um when I'm I don't care I'm saying it so when he was arrested again and he went to see the judge Again, the judge is like, why do you keep doing this? And he's just like, well, judge, it's like putting a gun in my mouth and saying, I like the taste of steel. And it was the most powerful quote on addiction that I've ever heard. And I'm like, oh my God. I obviously didn't know this until I was older and I started doing more research on Robert Downey Jr. But um, I've loved Robert Downey Jr. I've seen every single one of his movies from less than zero to pick a Marvel movie (laughs) to, even Doolittle, which is a recent movie. Like I've seen everything he's done. I love him. And anyways, so Angelina Jolie and my favorite Disney character was Maleficent. And I begged my mother and my father because my father was a publicist in Hollywood for like this short period of time. And then he was like, screw this shit. I'm just going to work in politics. Um, But for this short period of time, and I was like, daddy, daddy, can you make Angelina Jolie Maleficent? And he's like, how am I supposed to, i was like, she would, would, perfect. She looks just like her. She would be perfect. And he's like, how the fuck? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. And I'm like, Angelina Jolie's going to be Maleficent. Fast forward, Angelina Jolie becomes Maleficent and I am screaming in my house. And like, I call my mom and I'm like, mom! She's like, how the fuck did you do that? I'm like, I don't know, but this is the greatest day of my life. But it was a really cool moment i'm like oh my god so second was so iron man if nobody knows this character really well iron man struggled with addiction he struggled with his knowledge he struggled with all of this stuff and like he was an alcoholic and he battled through that and it's probably the greatest character development ever is Iron Man in a comic book. In a comic book, you watch this guy, and he's got one of the greatest character developments that I've ever seen as a comic. And I love how they depicted it in the movie as well. But literally, I, when I kept reading these books, like, oh my, I, I saw uh, Weird Science before I started reading Iron Man. Um, I started reading Iron Man because, again, I'm dyslexic. And my aunt, decided to tell me, my brother, and my cousin that however many books we read was however many, how much money we would get in Disney World when we went to go to Disney World one year. And I was crying because I can't read as fast as either one of them. Like they were going through books and books and books and I was still stuck on the first one. And I was like, I can't do it. And I'm trying and I'm trying to read and I'm faking it. And they're like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, oh, I can't, you can't lie. Like, I didn't know what happened. I, I couldn't do it. And then- my mom looked at me and she's just like, Are you having a hard time? I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, can I just read comic books? And she's like, Yes, you can just read comic books. Oh, so man. I read all of the comic books I could possibly find on Iron Man. And it I fell in love. And they just I was like, Mom, can Robert Daddy Jr. play this character? He's a drug addict and so is he. And my mom's like, how do you pick this up? <laughs> you're 10 years old. How are you doing this? I'm like, but look at this. Like, he's an alcoholic. I know that it's different, but he's an alcoholic. (laughs) And then he ends up becoming Iron Man. And then my mom just is just shaking her head. Like, what the fuck, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm happy. Nothing else needs to happen in this world. I am content, except I want to meet Will Smith. That is all.
0: (laughs) Wow.
1: Iron Man gave me my love for Marvel and then The Avengers is probably my favorite as well. So this whole MCU universe shit for the past 10 years, if you ever watch those reaction videos to what's happening in in the movie, I'm definitely one of those people going, oh my God, (laughs) during the movie. And like, yeah, just, I won't get into that, but I I cannot watch Endgame without falling into a puddle of tears. Like it's my, my, my boyfriend picks on me because we watch Marley and me, and I'm just sitting there, like I'm not crying, I'm not doing anything, nothing is coming out of me, and he's just like, and he's like in tears. He's like, Howard, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, you could put Iron Man on right now, and I'll start crying if that's what you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's that, I think that's awesome that you uh, originated with the comics because, like, I, I, you know, truthfully, I didn't, I never really read them growing up but I saw Iron Man, like the movie, like when it came out and I was like, this is so cool. And then I fell in love with all the other ones. And,
1: and the best part is they did so well to like, it wasn't obviously the originals and stuff like that, but they did so yeah. well to incorporate a bunch of comics into one movie and like how he made the suit and every, it was amazing because those things happened. And like, I just, but there's some deleted scenes that are like, aren't shown in the movie. But Iron Man doesn't just, like, leave his house in Malibu and fly over to Iran and just, like, blow shit up. What he does is he goes to Dubai, and then he flies out of that house. And they made that in the movie, but it was just, it just made it too long. And they're like, screw it. We'll just have him fly out of here because it's a movie. You can't incorporate everything. It's not right. going to work. And it was just – it was fucking dope. They, MCU has done such an amazing job – to their fans in creating these movies that like, if you aren't crying at the end of Endgame, there's something wrong with you. They did such, such a good job. Like you're sitting there. Like I was getting chills. Cause I was just like, they just like DC fucked all of its fans over, except for with that man. the only thing that did correctly, but all of their movies, they fucked over DC fans. Yeah. But you watch these movies and you're just like, they f- they love us. <laughs> like, that's all I could think about. I'm like, they gave me chills. I'm like, they did the right thing towards us. And it was amazing. I, I, I,
0: I, I, those, I love, no, I, I love it because I'm obsessed with, like, the Marvel movies. Just, like, one, because they pay attention. The reason why they were able to do, you know, the 22, 23 movies or whatever it was. Um, so well is because they pay attention to such detail. Where it was just like one little thing ties into the next, and yep, they focus. They also
1: had Disney money too.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I mean, they they got they got there after the success of the Avengers. After the the Avengers happened, they yep they did the deal. But you know, because Iron Man was such a risky project, and like it did well, and they're like, okay, we might have something here. And
1: it wasn't. So the funny part is, if you watch all the interviews, because hi nerd geek obsessed with iron man and the fact that robert Downey jr actually became him and i was just like oh my god my future husband is my future husband
0: (laughs) you've seen i'm sorry
1: no 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 go ahead
0: i was saying tell me to shut
1: up i don't stop talking
0: (laughs) no you've seen like the, the the casting uh um interviews with him right where like it's like I, I'm I, I like I do a lot of research on like the like I'll watch the movie and then I just do a shit ton of research just to get backstory and what I found yeah. out was that Robert Downey Jr. was their guy but they, it was such a risk and then I think yes someone, I think Favreau the, yes. the director was like he's like he's the one yes. like we got to take a chance if he yes. and then they did and like obviously like he was born to play that role like
1: born yeah. literally born to play that role that's why like when I was a kid I was just like this is Perfect. Like, if anybody was to play this role, it's him. Like, if you see him in any of his movies, he plays this cocky little prick. And he plays such a great... I don't care what movie you watch, any of his movies, even Chaplin, like, you watch, he is a fucking... Amazing actor, and then on top of that, like I've just watched interviews with Robert Downey Jr. The guy is a genius, and what makes me so excited to watch there's an there's a I forgot what it's called, but there's an uh if you just type in Robert Downey Jr. on Netflix, there's an interview with him with one of his friends.
0: Yeah, uh, is it that
1: photographer? It's on Netflix. Is
0: it? It's not the David Letterman one, is it?
1: No, 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 not that one. I see. I didn't even know that existed because I never knew David Letterman was back
0: didn't yeah, know right, that
1: right so all of my friends were like you didn't see this and i was like wait david letterman didn't die like i did not know that he was still on television kind of this giant
0: beard like he's been hiding and then it's like netflix probably threw him a check no. like, all right like let's let's do this
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so um, no but there's another one where it's it's in black and white and my favorite thing oh um, oh
0: is, I, I think i know what you're talking about with is it with sam jones or whatever
1: I think I think that's the guy's name. Yeah. But if you really pay attention and like watch that interview, one I love how nervous he is and how like he really he has to take on the persona when he. Uh, I'll get into that in a second, but you could see him like fiddling with his jacket. Like I do the same thing. Like I'm down here fiddling with my sweatshirt. It's just a thing that you know people do. Like out of nerve and out of ADHD and all of those other things. Like you have to keep yourself to be able to focus on the conversation. You have to be doing something else. So, and it's also nerves. So like I have a little stress duck that I play with too. And my goal is to have him on my podcast with my best friend. That's like my ultimate goal to hit this to him and be like, here you go. You could use this when you're needing to like pull on something or fuck up with something. But, um, during the interview, He keeps answering his friend's questions with a very intellectual speak. He's very intelligent in the way he um, talks and the way he presents himself. And then you could see the guy going, huh, what the fuck is this guy saying? And then Robert Downey Jr. re-explains exactly what he says, but he just dumbs it down. And I'm like, you don't have to dumb it down. I knew what you were saying. Like, oh my, like the guy is a pure, He's he literally is a genius, especially when it comes to his acting and he can portray pretty much any role. He carried two series, two amazing series, Iron Man and Sherlock Holmes. And he did it perfectly. Those roles are perfect for him. Both of them addicts and both of them geniuses. Like, just the guy is very, very intelligent. And when he was doing interviews about Iron Man, he's like, honestly, this was the scariest movie I've ever done because I had to portray a guy of pure confidence. And he doesn't have all that much confidence after being an addict. And after this is his first movie back sober, that is a big fucking deal. So like a lot was on the line with this movie and, It was a fucking hit. They did it so well. He played the character so well. Like, thank you, Robert Downey Jr. And the director that I can never remember his name, Happy. He just plays Happy, so that's all that matters to me. They did such a good job. And that entire 10 years was held on the back of Robert Downey Jr. And he did it. He did it.
0: And then they paid it off so well. Like, his character arc and development.
1: They yeah, did I, everything. I, I,
0: cried, I cried so hard in the theater. I was just like... So,
1: so again, super nerd. Seen every single movie in theater except for Endgame because I read the comics. I already knew the ending of the movie. Plus, you could see the lead-up to it. So, Iron Man has always died in his comics of a weird, tragic death, but always comes back to life. And if you paid attention to the movies, he kind of dies and then comes back to life. Like, he disappears and he becomes the mechanic and then he comes back to life. Like, he's not dead and all of this shit. So...
0: Oh no way! So that that makes sense in Iron Man three when he's in the mechanic. yes, he's presumed so, dead. Okay, I he's presumed thought. dead.
1: So those those are parts. So they they added those things in. Yeah, and when and he dies, a very tra- there's a comic book. Fuck, uh, co- which one was it? Whatever, not going to go there. But There's a comic book cover where he dies in the arms of Spider Man.
0: Oh yeah, like that
1: was a that that was an actual thing. I can't remember which fucking comic. Book. My brain is not working that way.
0: I don't know the name of it either, but I, I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen it.
1: So, but that is like the ultimate death of Iron Man, yada, 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 yada. And that was what was portrayed in this. And I'm sitting, and it was a huge battle. And I think it was against, the, I'm not 100% sure who it was against, but I think it was the Thanos one. Either way, honestly, does not matter at this point. But I knew what was going to happen. And my my best friend and roommate at the time, was just like, Did, have you gone to see the movie yet? I'm like, I'm not going to see that movie in the theater. Are you nuts? Are you crazy? I was like, wow. first off, Stan Lee is dead. You think I'm going to go see that movie and Stan Lee is dead? They probably have some tribute at the end and I'm going to ball my eyes out. No, no, it is not <laughs> happening. And then and I was like, and Iron Man's going to die. Why would I go see that? She's like, how do you know? I'm like, I've read the comic books for the thousand fucking time. Like, I, I know what's going to happen. I'm not going to subject myself to bawling tears because they don't, they last. So when I saw the movie finally in my room, like I got off of work, I ran to my house, I put the movie on and I stayed up all the way up and I watched it and literally just from the moment that he sees Spider-Man, I am crying. And I'm like, okay, I got this, I got this, I got this. And then all of a sudden he dies and I'm like, (gasps) for five hours. And I'm not even kidding you. It was five hours because, like, as soon as I thought I was going to let, like, the end of the movie came, I'm still crying. Movie's done. I'm still crying. They're doing all of, like, the end cut, it's whatever. And then they do a Stan Lee tribute. And then I just start bawling even more because now Stan Lee, like, now I'm reminded that Stan Lee passed away. And it was five hours hours i had voice messages to my assistant to my mother to my father to my stepmom i'm like if you ever want to see me cry just put on Endgame." game <laughs> like it was bad and i still cry that much like i'll see iron man like tony stark the beginning of the movie and i'm like it's so bad
0: wow see i, I didn't i they, they they tricked me i mean like i knew a death was coming but like the, the movie is so awesome that like you kind of forget about it and like they trick you in a sense and they just bring you along and it obviously happens. And I don't know. They, they just did such an amazing job. I do. Pref- out of the two though, I do prefer infinity war. I think that's just like that movie. Infinity
1: war was great. Oh God. 100%. I mean, this, the up of Endgame game was really annoying, but it was the battle. If you put just from the battle scene to the end, it's the, yeah. it's the shit, but um, Infinity War is definitely great, especially because they gave the um, the villain. Uh, like, oh yeah. his it was,
0: story. It was, it was a Thanos movie, which was awesome. It, was it wasn't so just good. like Thanos is just this big bad evil guy. It's like they tried to really make him human, and you know, like you, like s- sympathize with him in a sense. Like he like really cares about Gamora, and he like he thinks he's right. Like he's not just like trying to snap all of life out of him. You know, he like thinks it's right because the right. world is unjust and. Not balanced, and it's pretty spectacular. So, and just the, just the ba- the it. balancing act because they have had all the characters and like they were all alive for the whole thing, and they have to jump around, and then it's like then it kind of comes into two acts with on Titan and then on Wakanda, and it's just crazy. Yeah. Wakanda.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, I'm not even gonna go there, but Wakanda.
0: I know. I I yeah. That, 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 Hold on, get it.
1: I. I just, that man needs more props than anybody could ever give somebody because he had fucking cancer throughout all of those movies. I all know. of them. It was battling cancer through all of those boss ass movies. He, like,
0: he's a, without complaining or telling it, he's a true hero. Like, he.
1: Bow down. I he, bow down to thee. I,
0: I really hope, though, Marvel, like, finds a way to write his character out and, like, they do a new Black Panther. no no not like. <laughs> Like maybe Sherry or somebody else takes the mantle, or they just like. They're
1: so in the comic books, the sister ends up taking the the throne and or taking over Black Panther situation. So that's I think that's what they're just going to do. And if they don't do that, they're going to do all of their fans a just dis- dis- um, justice when when they've do- all they've done is take care of their fans. So I have a feeling that they're just going to hand it off to the sister.
0: They, I think so. They're,
1: they're supposed to anyway. they
0: just recast them, like people are going to be so upset. Like they're going to be like, "What the hell?" and what the fuck dude like what because like T'Challa is black or um uh, chadwick boseman is black panther like it's like kind of like how like all these marvel actors like they are their characters like chris, like chris evans is uh, captain america like you know, oh, no no they, they, like, they found the perfect you're, people yeah you're, you're not recasting these people ever you know like and they finally found, found
1: the perfect spider-man and oh, Tom nobody Holland agrees is. with that
0: yeah he's terrific who
1: was,
0: the, uh, who was the first one? Oh, my God. What's his name? Uh, to-
1: Toby Maguire. Like, I get that everybody yeah. loves him, but Tom Holland is literally Sp- – Spider-Man is a teenager.
0: Yeah, he looks like a teenager. Yeah, even though Tom Holland, perfect. I think, is, like, 24. but
1: Yeah, he looks like a child.
0: Yeah. No, he, he looks he looks 16 to me. So it, mm-hmm. that's but why his so movie is so, oh, so perfect.
1: So Lots perfect. of the
0: cast. Really, I mean, it's just like – or even like – the new movie that I think I'm excited about cause I know nothing about really is the Eternals and they just have this crazy Angelina Jolie's in it. You know, um, I can't
1: wait to see that. I wonder, I'm wondering like how that's going to be, especially cause like, I'm just wondering, I know she's going to do a great job. She's a great actress, but,
0: but like all these characters, like you look at the names of them, you're like, who the heck is this? Like, I mean, me not having oh, a background in yeah. the comics. I don't, I don't know really. And I think, I don't know. My speculation is they're going to explain how like, what like the snap like the the snaps and all that radiation and all that how it play like it affects
1: it's not that's Earth. not what's gonna it's it's really gonna just be more of like
0: the origin the, of it all it's yeah. it's
1: gonna so this is this this universe that we're coming to right now is um, going to x-men versus the avengers that's the that's the oh, next that,
0: The, the secret that's wars. the second
1: phase the,
0: the secret wars or is that no
1: it's it's literally called X Men versus the Avengers. Oh, that's so Avengers awesome! Avengers X Men. Let's go. So it's it's gonna be that's gonna be it, and it's gonna be all of these characters. But one and like the two strongest characters are ph- are two um, are two ex- technically two X Men because um, Scarlet Witch is a mutant, and so it's um, oh wait Phoenix. I why is um, why is her um, name X Men was never my huge thing. Yeah. Uh, Avengers was, Jean Grey, Jean but Jean Grey. it's
0: Jean Grey
1: sure i don't know phoenix whatever something white, dark yeah maybe yeah i think that's it um but she's like the one of the most powerful which by the way i a lot of people always like say like comic books this comic books that but and like this one guy i was talking to was really mad about that whole woman's scene in avengers they're like yeah but it was just so misplaced what are you fucking talking about that was stan lee it was awesome but stan lee has given the Two most powerful characters in his entire fucking world that he has created are women. Yes. Dark Phoenix and a fucking Scarlet Witch are the two most powerful people there are, and those two go head to head. And I think the, I don't. I didn't read. I didn't yeah. really go through all of those comics. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Yeah. But I think it's that it's it's the true battle between the two of them.
0: I th- I'm I, I'm not exactly sure, but I think. Yeah, probably right from
1: my comic book brain, yeah. <laughs> like that. It's, it's truly the two, but it's like because they are the, the very powerful characters, so it's it's gonna be super freaking interesting to see. And I'm very, very, very excited for it. And I just want to see how Deadpool is gonna be incorporated.
0: Oh, it's gonna be awesome! Deadpool, he, I, love him. I love him, Ryan Reynolds. And you know, he's perfect for Deadpool, but also, he is like, Deadpool, yeah. <laughs> now he was born for that. It's just like kind of huge, how Hugh Jackman is like Wolverine, like
1: oh, yeah. My favorite, like I love how he always jokes around with them and he's just, Ryan Reynolds is just pure comedy. He's my favorite kind of comedy. And when he stepped away from that comedic way, I was so upset. I'm like, no, where's Van Wilder? I want Van Wilder back. Like, where is my funny Ryan Reynolds that just makes sassy comments that are so good and so sarcastic that they win life? And then he became Deadpool and I'm like,
0: there he is! (laughs) Perfect. Um, another interesting, I think. Well, at least the immediate future, they're doing like the whole multiverse thing because of like the second Doctor Strange film and these Disney Plus shows. And so I don't know. The, the rumor is, but Spider Man Three is they're somehow like the old Spider man are going to be incorporated somehow. Like they're not going to have a role, but like they're going to have a cameo, like teasing that the like multiverse has been opened up or something. I, I don't know. I'm uh, that's just like the room. Ru- that's just like the rumors. 'Cause like Doctor Strange, I guess the new Doctor Strange movie is gonna be the next like big scale movie that's not like an Avengers film, kinda like how Civil mm-hmm. War was, I guess. So yeah. but we'll see. So I mean, really 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 cool stuff. That's I'm I'm super happy though that you're a huge Marvel fan. That's that that's psychotic. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like an addiction at this point. You know, it really is. There's two it's
1: things it's two things I love Yankees and Marvel. Oh three. And te- and tequila. <laughs>
0: yeah. Three things.
1: three
0: things. That's great. <laughs> those are the three important things, yeah. You know? Like
1: Oh, 100 percent Without those things, I don't think I could be human.
0: <laughs> no, they're like what keep you safe almost. Yep. What except what, like, for NG. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I understand. What like what uh well, what other interests do you have besides those three? Or do you just focus on
1: I mean, I have my spiritual interests. I'm definitely a witchy woo-woo person. If you can't see, like, I have, like, a skull right here. I have stones all over the place. I have, like, a whole wall dedicated to, like, uh, feng shui technically. So, like, I am very witchy in a way, but I'm not, like, a culty weird witchy. I'm just, like, I believe in um, working with the earth and stuff like that and um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of a hoarder when it comes to it as well. I have stuff everywhere. Like I have stones all over my desk. It's a little aggressive. I have a dragon as well. He just chills my desk. I am I'm weird. So there's, there's that part of me. Oh, sorry, Mike. Um, uh, but that's, I, I don't know. I kind of, I, I dabble in a little bit of everything. I kind of always say that my jack of all trades, like I know a little bit about everything and if I don't know anything on it, I'm not going to sit here and say I do because I don't want to look like an idiot. Okay.
0: Um, that's that's totally fair.
1: I am. I am also a nerd in a topic that I will never, ever, ever, ever talk about, which is politics, because I've grown up with um, a history major and my father and my grandmother were in politics all of my life, but I keep my views to myself because it's just the polite thing to do. Like you you don't, like I have an opinion, you have an opinion and yeah. I respect your opinion. Like that's that's at least how I was raised. And that's, I don't, I don't I don't care, like no matter what, like I could be talking to somebody from China who believes in communism and I'm over here, like I live in a capitalist country and I'll be like, I respect your opinion. That is yours to have in, and you enjoy that in your country. I'm going to enjoy what I love in my country, like that kind of stuff. Like not saying that I'm like, I'm never ever going to give my political views out there, but it's just an example. So I'm definitely very involved in not involved, but like, I'm very nerdy and geeky when it comes to that kind of stuff too. I think I like researching stuff and I like history. Yeah.
0: That's, (laughs) that's, that's, that's that's, that's cool. History is awesome. And, so are politics, but I just I think it's not obviously not going to get into it. But I I just no. think that what you said is super important because I just feel like today it's so like if you don't think like me, it's fuck you, and it's like whoa like yes. I got yes, just because. What,
1: whatever happened to that uh, middle ground that like I respect you have an opinion and like the the, cra- the crazy not to again not to get into it, but there's like you know if you're this. You're all of these things. But it's like, no, I just, I believe in certain aspects of this that make me go this direction. But I don't believe in everything. Like, that's that, that that's why I consider it, like, that's why most people go, no, I'm, like, a moderate. Like, I, I see both sides, like, the, and there should be no sides. But I see both situations and both things that are going on. And I'm like, okay, I agree with these things. And I agree with these things. So, like, I'm kind of down the middle. Because, like, you make sense and you make sense. This shit don't make sense. This shit don't make sense. And like, you just, you base it off of logic and fact. And that's kind of, uh, that's how it was raised. And I also know a little bit more than most people do because I have people in politics. So I've seen the shady shit that goes on and the, and the things that get slid under the rug. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back in my room and I'm going to hide and color my coloring book. That's literally me when I was a kid, like my dad working in politics. I would just go be like, I have my little coloring book. I'm going to go draw in over here. I didn't hear anything. Nothing. All right, cool. <laughs> so, well. Uh, speaking of my grandpa. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: well, well, I. I, I oh Well, I, I appreciate that insight because it's. It's you know it's really encouraging and important to hear that there are still people that respect other people's views. So yeah, Good of course, good on you, good for being a good person, you know, in society. So, um, what what about music? Fine these days, <laughs> right? Where, where they at? <laughs> um, what about music? I'm a big music person. I, I worked in the music industry for a bit as a tour manager, but there's no concerts anymore, so.
1: Let's just put me in the category of I was born in the wrong decade. Like I am all 80s rock and roll. I listen to Guardians. AC/DC like it's my job. Um makes sense by the way, on top of Marvel, they have the greatest freaking soundtracks.
0: Guardians ever. of the Galaxy.
1: Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy just love, but also Iron Man because I've always loved AC/DC and makes sense because, you know, whatever. But like they made some solid fucking soundtracks with some really good old music and i'm like respect (laughs) thank you thank you for not screwing us over with music thank you for not screwing us over with movies so yeah um i'm i'm definitely old school i was raised basically by my father and my grandfather
0: (laughs) i love that classic rock the 80s such great tunes and I, I always get chills. I mean, going back to the Marvel roots, I always get chills when uh, in the first Avengers movie, when Iron Man flies in when they're in Germany, and he goes Agent. Yes. Roman, you miss me and he goes goes over the PA. Shoot the thrill. And then like he flies in, he's like, enough reindeer. Uh, so cool. <laughs> uh,
1: it's so good. I, every single time I play that song yeah. in the car, because I literally just have a list of all the songs in Marvel, and I'm just like, this is great because this is all my favorite music. I'm just like oh, Agent Romanoff. So sad. <laughs> Which, oh. by the way, can we just yell at Disney for a second for releasing Mulan but not releasing Black Widow? Like, do you understand that Marvel fans would have crashed the servers of Disney if that happened? Oh, they would have made they're, so they're much money.
0: Way, way up, but Mar- Disney was way too afraid because they, you know, Black Widow probably cost them like a 200 hundred plus million dollars to make and market and all that. So they really like they want to at least like make their money back. And it's like, come you're on, not going
1: to make it. You're going to make it back. Yeah. Like you're just getting straight up profit that way. Now you got to give it to a movie yeah. theater and you got to split the profit. What the, the fuck fan. is the logic?
0: Yeah. Give it back to the fans. Like, but I guess if they would have done that with black widow and it would have probably set off a domino in the movie industry. And I don't think they want to do that. They want to, even though movie good. theaters aren't really a thing right now, but like they want to some, keep it someone alive for when
1: yeah
0: they, that look, yeah.
1: The only way I'm going to see a movie if, is if it's at eye pick, okay? Like, I need my booze, and I need my bougie-ass <laughs> way of watching this movie, okay? Because there is no freaking way. There's no way. Yeah. Some movies the, suck. Need, I need like
0: the, I need the comfortable seats, you know? The, 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 the
1: comfortable room. seats where I lean back, all of a sudden I can order french fries right to me, and I yeah. can say, yo, give me a tequila because this movie sucks. <laughs> like, I need that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the full experience, you know, if you're going to mm-hmm. pay you know, whatever it is, 10, 15, $20. It's like, might as well go all out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, this was, this was a great conversation. I mean, when you, when you, when you don't really know someone, it could be very awkward or just like, kind of like, yeah, like I like baseball. (laughs) Oh, cool. (laughs) You know, but great great
1: conversation, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This was super fun. But, um, I always, uh, you know, I love doing like a little closing thought segment. So obviously, this is your opportunity. If you ever want to plug, if you want to say something, or shout anybody out, or just plug, you know, your brand or whatever, whatever you want to say, this is like your time to just be go like, for it. Check, check it out. You know, whatever. So, what, what do you got? Called this?
1: Iron Man being played by Robert Jenny Jr. That is my final thoughts. <laughs> cool. No, but uh, definitely go go search up Denny's. out if you guys want to. Um, I'm d- just. Danny's Pola. It's with a C, not an S. Okay. I'm Italian people. Or if you want to go by Chipola, that's how it works. But uh, just type in Danny's. I got anywhere you can find me. Uh, You can find the football podcast and you'll soon be finding way more than that. We're just slowly building a a media company. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah.
0: Go, go. Hey, go Yankees. Yankees. If you're uh, here listening, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for believing in this and, checking it out danny's an awesome person and sorry i ranted
1: out. for about 30 minutes of this podcast no, and no, this, shut this
0: up. Is, this is great it was a great conversation uh, don't apologize please but uh go check her out danny's dug out her podcast on instagram all that nine yards um yeah that's that's all i got for y'all see y'all next week for episode 12